Please welcome tonight's moderator from Beats One Radio, Ebro Darden. Hello, everyone. Hello. You guys look wonderful. We have pets. Only in Soho, right? Uh, can we run the trailer for The Big Deal? The Big Deal, right now, what now? Kevin Hart, you guys seen the trailer yet? No? No? Well, let's get it popping. How did this idiot get in here, you say? No, but I do read subtitles. Why do you have subtitles? I have subtitles because you have subtitles. This is ridiculous. What's ridiculous is when I put the black bouncing ball on mine and make it that much better than you. Hand over the money. I'm not giving you my money. This is going to pay for my global tour. <laughs> He's a bleeder! <laughs> Let's go make these people laugh. It's so I can wreck a mic. Who wants to rock? Yeah. Make some noise. Who wants to rock? I bought my dad an iPhone 6. Dad takes his phone out of his back pocket. This is what I hear. Cyrus. Cyrus. It's Siri, you dumb bitch. Siri. Move your hips and dance like fish. It does piss me off that my kids don't have any edge. Private school kids, my son, he said, all right, all right, let me get my flops. What? Boy, if you don't get your black, white ass down these damn steps. We sold a football stadium out tonight. What now, people? The airport. I don't know where my stomach tells my ass. You got 20 seconds. Clock starts now. This is what it looks like, people. This is how small I am on an actual toilet. This is what I hear. Kevin, I want to get a picture with you. I'm just gonna put my phone over the stall. The fear that went through my body of looking up and seeing a camera flash. I was scared because I didn't put toilet paper on the toilet seat. I didn't have time because I didn't want my fan base to know that I'd be raw buttoning these toilet seats. Two in New York. I'm sorry, what? Two cards in your. No, no, nothing's going in my hole. I don't know what game this is, but we're not gonna play it today. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for my brother, man that just made comedy history, sold out a football stadium. Ladies and gentlemen, make noise for Kevin Hart, the one and only. What up, mine? What up, sir? How is you? I'm phenomenal. How are you? I am good. I feel tall, drinking milk, doing what I do best. You know, I, 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 I got to commend you first things first. And ladies and gentlemen, please get your questions ready because we're going to have time for a Q&A for sure. Oh, shit. I saw, I saw it. I saw it. You didn't overdo it on the leather. When I heard about you selling out football <laughs> stadiums, I was like, look, Eddie went out with Mad Leather in his film. Martin Lawrence did Mad Leather. What is the rock star going to do? You didn't overdo it. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, you over didn't overdo leather. it. You didn't but you got You have to do some leather. You got to pay some type of homage to uh, to Eddie Murphy, 
um, you know, from making leather even a thing. You know, I mean, when you look at a lot of the greats that have touched that stage, you see leather. Leather is always in place. So I'm not going to ever touch the stage and not have something leather on. It's just my way of taking a nod to the uh, to the legends, you know, the ones that have opened up that door for me to do what I'm doing today at the best of my ability. So I applaud those guys. I love them. I appreciate them. And that's my way to show it. Um, why? What made you, like, what was the spark? I need to do this football stadium in my city, my home, Philadelphia. What was the spark right there? Um, it was outdoing what I did before. For those who have seen Let Me Explain, that for me was huge. That was history. You know, we sold out Madison Square Garden. I think we sold it out three shows the year that I, uh, that I did it. And I was blown away with emotion. I was like, this is unreal. I had fire. On the stage, every time I told a joke, get fire on these bitches. Fire flew out from the bottom. One show, I almost set my ass on fire. True story. Um, but I was like, this is huge. I'm taking comedy to another level. I'm doing things that people didn't think could be done. How do I surpass that? How do I continue to raise the bar for myself? At the end of the day, I'm competing with me. I'm not competing with anybody. How do I raise the bar for me? So I said, what if I did a football stadium? It's never been done. The question came up of, dude, but that can't be intimate. How do you make a football stadium intimate? And I said, well, I think that would be the great thing about it, if I was able to make a football stadium intimate. And once I got a couple more questions, like, yeah, but I don't know, that I was like, no, nope, fuck it, I'm going to do it. I, my mind was made up because I, I love the challenge. I love to be able to say I did. And we went and pulled it off. I brought a production that was somewhat – the production of a rock and roll show. You know, that term comedic rock star is something that I say, but I wanted to put a definition behind it that people could really identify with and go, wow, I get it now. Performing at the football stadium, selling out 53,000 people and making it intimate to where everybody was quiet and waiting on punchlines for joke at the joke. It was, uh, it was something to see, man. And I think it made that day um, an amazing day in history for me and uh, for my city, Philadelphia. Uh, first thing I want to do, I, we have a couple of clips. Okay. Um, we have the one of the pieces of uh, the beginning. Okay. Um, this is like right before you hit the stage in the piece. I've had the pleasure of, of seeing the entire uh, What Now. Uh, this is the clip with Holly Berry, yes? That's the first one? Let's run it. What now? What now is I do my job. Okay. Be careful. Wait a minute. Is Holly Berry giving me the look? Okay, listen up, people. If you think I'm going to have Holly Berry in my movie and I'm not going to kiss her, then you got another thing coming. That's goddamn Holly Berry. She about to get a berry blast of these lips, I'll tell you that. <laughs> now, I'm not going to give it away for the people, but yeah. <laughs> why Holly Berry? Why the James Bond imagery, the poker, everything we saw in the trailer? Why that? Once again, it was raising a bar. Um, it couldn't just be me performing at the football stadium. I kept asking the question, how did I get to the football stadium? Why am I at the football stadium? So I came up with the idea um, to spoof a 007 moment. And there's two reasons behind this. Everything I do is calculated. The reason behind this is because I want my own action series. I want my own action movie that goes into part two, part three. What is Kevin Hart's version of Austin Powers? What is Kevin Hart's version of Get Smart, of Undercover Brother? What can I do to give my fan base a wink 
and what's to come. This character of me being that spy-like guy, but still with a grounded comedic tone, is what I want to do in the future and what we're currently working on. So I set the tone by doing this in front of my film to give you guys a look at it and also bring some amazing cameos in where you guys would go wow and get the wow factor, but then get the reason why the stadium show is happening. This is where the whole theatrical tone for what now comes into play. Um, any breath mints before you got intimate with Holly Berry? How no, you, no. How did you handle that? No, I gave it, I gave it to Which a raw you? dog, baby. This is what it's about up here. You know, you got to go in there confident, man. That's Holly Berry. You don't, you don't freshen up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You go in there like a thug. Make it, make it do what it do. My lips were chapped. I might have cut her, sir. I'll be honest with you. There's a chance that I could have cut her with my lips. <laughs> All right, the next clip. Let's get to the next clip. <laughs> I got some of my friends over my house that I grew up with. We in the kitchen. We're having a thug-like conversation about our past. I hear my son coming down the steps. I hear his flip-flops popping. They popping fast. So that means he walking with a purpose, something's wrong. He get downstairs, he got an attitude. Dad! Wi-Fi's down. What? What, do you want me to reboot it? Cause nobody else seems to care. Now, I don't know what made me more upset. That or my friend going, who's Wi-Fi? <laughs> now, a reoccurring theme, not giving too much away, is how square your kids are. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I hate how, to say it, yes. How true is that? Uh, it's 100% true. I mean, anything you see in my stand-up comedy comes from a real place. I'm, um, I'm authentic, and I think that's why I've been able to build the fan base that I have now is because it's real. You can relate to the material. Um, my kids come off square because of their lifestyle change. They aren't growing up the same way that I grew up. You know, I'm a, I'm a city guy. I grew up in North Philadelphia. Um, my lifestyle is a uh, hundred times different from what my kids is today. So my kids are in private school. And it's funny to me to see the difference in what a problem is to my kids and what a problem was to me. You know, a problem to me was, hey, don't go down there. They shooting. Uh, you know, my kids is dad. Oh, my iPad's dead. It's like everything is technology. It's everything, not a real problem. Yeah, it's not real problems at all, but everything is drastic. Everything is dire. But I love the contrast. I love that they have that side, and I take them so they can see the other side so they understand where I come from and what they should appreciate. And uh, they do. They do a great job of balancing it. But my, my kids are nerds. It is what it is. Part of your, part of your brand has uh, always been your work ethic. Yeah. And your ability to connect, like you said, in an authentic way. Um, you've even branched out with your workout ethic and health and working out and fitness mm -hmm. and all these other things. Mm -hmm. um, is that something that you're, you know, making sure that your kids have? Because while they're growing up very different, how do you balance that work ethic thing? Well, I think uh, the best way to do it is to be an example. Um, I pride myself on being an amazing father. I, I go out of my way, regardless of how busy I am, to make time for my kids. I'm I'm around. I'm uh, I'm I'm current. I know what's going on. I know what what's going on in school. What's not going on in school. What conversations to have. What conversations I should be making them have. You know, everything. Sometimes uh, it's not about being this guy. It's about making your kids comfortable enough to grab your coat and yank it and tell you what's going on or what they feel or what their problems are. So for me, I think the biggest thing. Uh, 
that that I find uh, to be a task with my kids is making sure that my kids stay grounded and understand that what dad does is his job, but the reason why the success is where it is is because of the work that goes into that job. So with health and wellness and anything, we don't do anything halfway in my household. It's either 100% or it's nothing at all. My kids aren't allowed to start something that they're not going to finish, and that's from a puzzle to athletics to academics. There's, there is no halfway. If you pick it up, you finish it, and that's something that you instill when they're younger. It's something that my mom did to me, and I think that's why I am the way I am now with work. I don't believe in half-ass. I don't believe in not 100%. And my kids have that same thing. I, honestly, me and my daughter, we didn't get into it, but my daughter didn't want to go um, to, the, to me receiving the star on the Walk of Fame yesterday. By the way, congratulations, y'all. You. you guys all know that. Thank star you. on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Uh, honestly, my daughter, she didn't want to go because she didn't want to miss school. She was like, Dad, I don't want to miss school. Her biggest thing is like, I'm in the sixth grade. I don't want to fall behind. And I'm like, what the fuck? Hey, girl, it's a day off. Like, I actually had to argue. You got one day off. But, Dad, I'm going to have to catch up. It was a thing. But she's so into it. She's so on it. And I looked at that, and it made me proud. You know, even though I had to pry her arm a little bit, and she understood, and I had to go get her work from the school so she was comfortable, it's already in there. It's already in there of I have to finish. I don't want to not do well. I don't want to fall behind. And that's a, that's a pat on my back. And I give her mother credit as well because it takes two. And, and from a parenting side, I think we're doing a great job with making sure that our kids have the correct mindset, especially dealing with a person like myself that's in the position that he's in. So your mother instilled, give it up for that for Thank sure. Thank and you. that was from mom, you said. Mom was the work ethic. Mom yeah. was making sure you was... Yeah. Never, never half step and never halfway. No, no. So way. what about uh, Mr. Uh, Henry Witherspoon, your dad? How, how, what was his? Dad was fucked up. Dad was <laughs> Dad's uh, on the other side. Love my dad to death, man. But that's where, you know, that's, that's where a lot of the problems came. Got, it. My, uh, Got it. You know, my dad, I'm, I'm an open book. So if, if you follow me, you know me. And you know what my dad has done. He was on drugs, uh, in and out of jail. In and out of rehab, you know, he lived a rough life. But that didn't change the fact that he was my dad. When my dad finally was ready to get clean and get straight, he did. And now that he is, I make sure that I take care of my dad and I, you know, give him the life that he deserves simply because I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for him. And if he didn't make those mistakes, I wouldn't be current. I wouldn't be conscious of what those mistakes can basically do, you know. I don't think people go into doing drugs knowing how bad of a situation it could put them in. Nobody goes into drugs saying, I can lose everything. I'm gonna do cocaine and there's no coming back from it. Everybody doesn't expect it to take a hold of them. I would never go down that road because I've seen the damage firsthand. So I feel like my dad sacrificed himself to show me what not to do. So when I made it and I got to where I am now, I could walk a straight arrow. You got to find a positive in every negative. And in that case, it was a very easy thing for me to do. Well, I think we have something for speaking of positive in every negative. Have, has your father figured out how to say Siri yet? Uh, no, absolutely not. No, he can't. Oh. So I think we have something here. Um, you have a clip of it? Oh, hey, hey, Cyrus. Henry, is that you? Oh, yeah, you just, listen, while you're playing around, look, y'all laughing. This is a true thing right here. So we went to the top at Apple, and they've <laughs> configured the 
<laughs> new operating system that if you say Cyrus like your dad, it, says, it responds to you. Yeah, Henry, Henry with. <laughs> Yeah, my so listen, this isn't just on my phone, by the way. It's on everybody's, everybody's phone. Everybody's phone all that, around the world if they say, hey, <laughs> Cyrus. Hey, if I tell my dad that he's going to shit himself, I'm going to tell him, <laughs> yeah, I told you I was saying that he's going to justify it. It was, You know, my dad thinks, like, it's a person in the phone. Like, I'm not, I wish that you could make this stuff up. Like, he has shaken the phone before. Wait, hey, wake up. Like, he's... He's a different ballpark, man. He calls it Cyrus. <laughs> they made it say Henry. That's genius. I don't even want to tell him because he's going to lose his mind. Because I don't even want him to know. I think it, it, this is permanent, right? Or is this how... Is oh, it this? permanent? Jesus, y'all don't know what y'all have done, man. This is bad. Yeah, this is great. This is bad. They created a monster. It, um, if my dad goes back to drugs, I'm blaming y'all for this. It, this is what have set him off. This is set him off. I'm back. I'm popping again. This is, oh, Jesus, Apple. We're going to be in the club, in the street. He's going to be like, yo. You know why I'm back on this shit. You see the phones. You see what it say when you say the name, when you think they got it from. Told you. You get it from me, motherfucker. That's my dad. Um, that was listen, amazing. Thank you guys so much. Yeah, that's, that's dope, man. Yo, give it up for the team at <laughs> Apple all the way around. That's give amazing. it up for Kevin Hart. That's so flattering, man. There's a Kevin Hart room in iTunes, so when you go to iTunes, right there on the homepage, all the work of Kevin Hart, all your movies, everything yeah. is all in one place for the people. That's amazing. There's a lot of stuff in there. Now, I'm not going to lie to y'all and say it's all good. You're going to see some movies in there that I, that I tried to keep under wraps that they found. Uh, just skip by them. You ain't got to get it all. Uh, it's a couple things in there that just set my career back a little bit if y'all watch it. Just understand that it doesn't, it's not great at first. You gotta work to get to the point, okay? Some of those movies we had one camera and uh, nothing else. It was, That's it. <laughs> no, no lights, no nothing. So don't judge me. Those challenges are far gone. They're far behind you. But I'm sure, I mean, for the audience too, I don't know if you know Kevin Hart, his original team, the people who you know, were with him since day one when you was doing comedy clubs. They are still a part still of... Still a part. Your, your team. They're around here. Those jackasses are around here somewhere. They're all in the I, back, man. We I, how do you ourselves. keep that glue, man? Like, I mean, I'm sure that, that has its challenges. I think that's most important. You're, you're a product of your surroundings. We're very protective of our bubble. Um, and the reason why I say bubble is because nine times out of ten when people allow people to infiltrate their bubble is when a bubble gets popped. When a bubble gets popped, it busts. And you gotta blow another bubble. You keep blowing different bubbles, they gonna keep popping. You keep blowing different bubbles with different people in it, they gonna keep popping. You know why? Because everybody don't know how to stay in this bubble. I got a group of people that knows how to walk in the same bubble, we ain't popped our bubble yet. We don't let new people come in our bubble because that's the only thing that can break our bubble. That's the only thing that can pop us is a different individual that doesn't understand what we have and how serious what we have, how, how serious we take it. We pride ourselves on the fact that we're not only friends, but my friends have become businessmen. You know, I love the fact that I can look at my team and I see my guys taking care of themselves and their families. Them making decisions on behalf of what they know I would want or need and coming back to me in the most professional manner and having conversations based on the progression of a company. You know, 
that's a different ball game for us. And it's something that, you know, we, we hold our head high about because we started from ground zero with nothing. And that ground zero is now turning to Heartbeat Productions. It's turning to Heartbeat Digital. It's turning to New Generation Promotion. It's now turning to Laugh Out Loud Network that'll be launching very soon as well. We're an entity. So I think for that, I applaud my friends on keeping me grounded and staying true to me and believing in my vision. And at the same time, me staying true to them by keeping a promise of making us all successful by putting them in successful places. I don't believe in holding people back. I believe in uplifting them and giving them a chance to do what they can do and be the best individuals they can possibly be. And every single one of my guys has stepped up to the plate and risen to the challenge. So And, and they still... They still all get along too. Like this isn't just no, no, no. We fight. We fight. Yeah, we well, definitely most of the fight. Time, look, I was trying to. No, no, we fight. Oh, get along. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, we get we, along. We get along. We all get along. Um, will we still see Kevin Hart doing the? I mean, it feels like every three months there's a, a new Kevin Hart project. Is that? Is that? Am I saying that? It feels like every ninety days, hundred twenty days. That's a good. We see Kevin Hart. Time. Is that the same? Uh, timeline you're going to be on with these new projects you're you're t telling us about today? Um, I mean, look, I like to work. I'm I'm 37 years old. I'm not I'm not old, you know. I think I got a lot to offer. I got a brain that's constantly working. Right now you're looking at my baby. This is my movie, you know. I, I funded it. This is Heartbeat Productions at its finest. Universal came in and they're distributing it. Uh this goes, okay, well what's the next thing? I I I'm always thinking about the next thing. I don't revel in a moment. I'm thinking 2 years ahead. So I mean, I'm filming Jumanji now. That's with me, Dwayne, The Rock Johnson, Jack Black, Nick Jonas, Karen McGillian. Um, we're doing that. Uh, after that, I do Untouchable with me and Brian Cranston. We're going to start working on Secret Life of Pets Part 2. Um, I have another animation coming out called Captain Underpants. Season 5 of Real Husbands of Hollywood. That starts today, actually. We go into pre-production for season six and start to create those episodes uh, in the summer. Um, currently within the network and the social media platform, not social media platform, the uh, subscription-based comedy network that we're doing. We That's are the Laugh Out Loud network Laugh Out you're talking Loud. about. We're yeah. in the process of developing content for this that I have to be hands-on and uh, uh, available and current with. Um, my relationship with Nike, I'm a ambassador for Nike. I'm Is that what it, I mean, you're the first comedian to have a, sh a shoot? Like, first entertainer. First entertainer to, to have, have a like shoot. an athletic deal. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm a athlete to Nike. I don't know why the fuck you're looking at me like that. It's true. <laughs> okay. I'm an athlete. Uh, no, the reason why is because we wanted to do something special. So what I'm able to do is bridge that gap between... Uh, professional athlete and person that doesn't consider themselves to be an athlete. But a performer because your your energy, your, you know, uh, just who you are as a person is about performance all the way around from fitness 100%. to hitting that stage to 100%. the movies and the films, the whole thing. But I also take pride in making people understand it's easy to make yourself better. You know, I think it's a mentality that we can all have. And sometimes people just need a push in that direction. And the platform that Nike has given me has helped me give that push. You know, it's it's something else that has just opened up the brand of Kevin Hart even more. Um, headphones, music headphones. You guys will be probably seeing those a lot soon. That's a partnership that I have with Drake, myself, and Chris Paul. We've partnered up, and we'll be launching a headphone that basically connects the world the best way we know how. You know, through music.
music um, through connectivity. So these are the first shareable smart headphones where you can listen to music and instantly share and send it to whoever but through the headphone device. Um, I have an underwear line now, Tommy John, that I'm an owner in. Draws, Kevin Hart draws. Yep. I'm a big fan of Tommy John underwear. So because I liked them, I met with them and I said, dude, I love your brand. I supported it. Let me invest in it. Let me help make your brand better. They said yes. And uh, we're doing amazing things. So you'll you'll be seeing a Tommy John Kevin Hart underwear coming soon as well. I just don't stop. I feel like the sky is the limit in your life. You got one life. You should live it to the fullest. So when you look back, you know that your last name meant something. That's what I'm trying to do. When it's all said and done, the last name Hart should have multiple different meanings so my kid can say, our dad was this, this, and this. We should hold our heads high and try to do the same because we know our dad came. So dope. Uh, I want to transition to the Q&A. Y'all give it up for Kevin Hart. Thank you. There's so many like inappropriate jokes around the underwear line. I, it's the it's not the right. I mean, I got a lot. I got a pocket on the side of my underwear. Really? Yeah. For like a remote control or something like that. I respect yeah, it. It's nice. It's cool. It's just I something different. It. I respect it. Uh, do Say your name. Where you from? Oh. You know? Yeah. <laughs> my name is Kiara Marie. I'm from Atlanta, Georgia. How are you? Hey. Well, oh, hey. <laughs> <laughs> do uh, any of the kids want to be comedians, especially your son, Hendrix? <sighs> my daughter. My daughter is, uh, she's got the itch. It's hard for me, though, because, you know, I don't want. I don't want my, my kids in entertainment until, you know, they're done being a kid. Uh, I think a lot of kids that have come up in that business, when they get older, they, you know, it's a lot of damage that's done because of the world that entertainment brings. So I want my kids to finish school and be able to say that they lived their childhood. And then when they're at the age to make their own decisions, they can. But my daughter, she's definitely going to be in the business. She's funny. She's got it. And it's scary. Like, if she wanted to, she could do it now. She performs. She she has an impression of me that makes me laugh. Like like, but has me down. Like, Dad, you know, <laughs> she does the clap. She does everything. Uh, it's just funny to me. I laugh because I can really see myself in her. My son is a little more reserved. He's he's figuring out that he's funny, but he's he's not as open with it as my daughter. My daughter's the oldest, so she she's ready to take over the world now. Um, my question to you was earlier in your career, let's say Tim, before you had kids and all of that, and let's say like when you were really under pressure, when things were hard, what are things that you thought of that motivated you to get to the platform that you're at today? Uh, the word no. The, the amount of times that you hear the word no. I think rejection is what makes or break any entertainer. You know, the, the strong are really the ones that truly survive. I've been told that I wasn't funny. I've been told that my look wasn't right. I've been told that comedy wasn't the craft for me. I've been told that I should get second jobs. I've been told any and everything that you can think of to discourage me. Um, in my head, I was always confident that I would find someone that would go, oh my God, this is the guy. And what I would say to everybody here, um, just one piece of advice, nobody knows the ability that you have better than you. That's, that's the best thing that I can tell you. Nobody knows what you're capable of more than you. Everybody else can judge you because of what they think or what they may feel. You're the only one that truly knows what you're capable of. So that's a mindset that I've always had, that I've never let go of. So regardless of all the rejection that I had, in the back of my mind, it was always, you'll see. You'll see. And it took a long time. I mean, you're looking at 18 years, 18 years in a business. And the last six of it, 
has been an amazing six. But that other that other twelve, you know, you're looking at some some serious grind, some serious blood, sweat, and tears, and figuring it out. So it's not an easy road. Just understand that, you know, eventually you're going to see a light at the end of that tunnel. And when it hit, it's just your job to be prepared for it. So many people want that light, and then they get it, and you're not even prepared. You get it, and you fuck up the one chance that you had. Focus on being as great as you can, so when you do get hit with that moment, you knock that moment out the park, and there is no turning back. It's upwards and onward from there. Five foot five. I'm five foot five, sweetie. My, uh, what now? Well, it comes out. Okay. okay. My name is Trina Weyers, DRS. <laughs> I think that's a great question. My mom think... is Kagea Weyers, and my dad is <laughs> my father. Uh, yes, okay. he is. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, he is. Uh, well put. Well said. I'm just going to say she nailed it. Um, I totally get it. Well, sweetie, you got to understand, in this business, sometimes you forget your name. So when that happens, it's best to recite it. It's best to know it. Um, and you know the good thing about knowing who your dad is? It means that you don't have the problem of not knowing who he is. So uh, I get it. And, um, I, you know, thank you. Thank you. For, for, for dropping, sweetie, I'm, it's me. Here I go, right here. Uh, I just want to say, but you were very, very good, and it was, uh, it was articulated properly. And um, thank you. Thank you for, for asking me about your name and your dad and your mother. That's good. Hey, <laughs> Where Kevin. At? Hi. Uh, my name is Morgan, and I was just wondering if you have any, like, token advice you would give to young people who maybe want to pursue a similar career as you. Of course. Um, and, and by all means, please, guys, when I give advice, I'm not the guy that knows everything. I'm just going and speaking from my personal experience of what I feel could possibly work. Um, the one thing that I would say is don't be a talker, be a doer. I personally can't stand the 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 talker i can't stand that you know what i'm gonna do hey hey you know what i'm thinking about doing hey you listen here's what here's what i'm give me two weeks and i'm gonna figure i don't like that i figure that the best way to do something is to actually step in the direction of what it is that you're thinking nothing can happen hypothetically it's impossible things can only happen if you take a step in the direction of making those things happen you have to be proactive in your life, in your career, in your dreams, in whatever goals you set. They don't come to you. You got to go to them. You grab them. You set another one. You go grab that one. But at the end of the day, it starts with you being proactive. People that talk and suggest and hypothetically aren't proactive at all. Those are people who love to think about the moment of the possibility that could be, that might not never. It's a different story from actually going out and doing it. That's my piece of advice. Uh, so I feel like a lot of what we see from you is this really positive image, and mm -hmm. you're always just so happy and upbeat. Mm -hmm. uh, how do you stay so positive, and, and does that come as a result of you overcoming the challenges that you talked about earlier? She um, he just cussed me out in the back. So. Yeah, no, no, I definitely. <laughs> uh, well, I'm positive for two reasons. For one, I don't have a reason not to be happy. Even at my, my lowest point, it could have always been lower. That's what I keep in the back of my head. It can always be worse. With our, with our world being in the state that it is today, 
I honestly feel like I have a job. I got a service to do. There's so much stuff for us to be sad about. There's so much negativity, man. It's contagious. Negativity is contagious. People that hate, anger, just that attitude in general is contagious. If I'm around and I got an attitude and I meet you, you're going to have an attitude because I got an attitude. The next person we meet is going to feed off on our attitude. I try to feed off that positive energy because it's people we need it. I'm looking at us and we're in a place today where people are being divided and segregated. You know, you're looking at uh, hatred basically performing at an all-time level within our generation. I'm trying to counter that with so much positivity so I can be an example for people, for people, not just one race of people, for people in general, to say, guys, if we keep going in this direction, there is no going back. You got people that died because they wanted the world to be better. You notice I keep saying people. There's people who fought for civil rights because they thought the world at this time would be better. We're doing those people a disservice by going backwards. So if you're a person that promotes negativity, you bring that anger into the world, you're a part of the problem. But I'm going to kill you with a hug and I'm going to kill you even more with a smile, with a high five, with a how's your day. Good, I hope you have a better day because that's what I'm going to give off. I'm here to make this world better. I'm here to make people love. I live, love, and laugh on a daily basis. I don't give a damn how bad it is. I'm going to live, love, and laugh. That should never change from people. That's an attitude that we should always have. No matter where you go in the world, people laugh. I don't give a damn what your ethnicity is, what your race is, your age, you laugh. Laughter brings joy to the world. I provide joy. I take that very serious. So that's why I'm always positive, sir. No room for negativity. Uh, you mentioned briefly about your entrepreneurship and different avenues you've taken for your success. Mm -hmm. uh, but you didn't mention rap. Okay. Being that Ebro's yeah, in the building. Bars, y'all ready for chocolate you know, you know. drop bars? I don't know who chocolate Being that Ebro's in the building. We're going to get to these bars, Kev. What's I up? I saw a record with Migos. I, I saw I a record with Trey Songs. Can I clear something up? Can I clear something up today? Of course. Okay, listen. And I, I really want you guys to listen. I've been getting this for like the last two months heavy. People think... That I'm I'm chocolate dropper. Like it's 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 really starting to bother me. Okay. It's yo, Kev, yo, your dropper. We would love to see. That man is his own man. I don't I don't I don't know that guy. Like he who he is and what he does is what he is and what he does. I guess because we're both short, we're dark skinned, that people compare us. I mean, I'm happy for him. I'm happy that right now he's getting the light. He's shining. You know, I heard that he's got the mixtape coming out on the 14th. And I, I heard um, I heard about the cypher that he did with Lil Wayne. And people were saying he was amazing. It's official. And he's got a, a video uh, coming out from a single I think he has with Trey Songs. I'm not even informed on what he's doing. I'm, I'm saying I'm, I'm a comedian. You know, I'm, I got a movie coming out. I, I could give a shit about him and, and his mixtape. It, it just so happens it comes out on the same day, which I'm a little upset about because I feel like he's low-key throwing shade at me and my movement, but then he said he put it out for the movement. So until me and him have a talk and we will have that sit down so people can see that we're not the same guy and, and I can put this rumor to rest, um, I don't know what to do. And if you're a fan of him, my suggestion, you know, send him, a, send him adding, tell him that. But I... 
I'm not him. I'm I'm a clean, respectful guy. He's whoa. ignorant. Dropper's ignorant. Whoa. Dropper's ignorant, man. Whoa. He cusses at people. He he doesn't wear a shirt. His mouth is filthy. Uh, it's nothing but every cuss word to come out of his mouth. I'm not about. I thought that. you was gonna take the high road. You really? Well, I just it just upsets me that I keep getting compared to the guy. I'm. I'm so there is some frustration. I dress way better. I dress way better. Way better. Just just put the separation there and understand why it frustrates me. That's all. Well, I apologize for the question. I'm sorry, and like I don't want to get upset. It put me in a little it bad is. space, and I just told that man that I'm positive, and you took me to a negative space. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Kevin Hart. Uh, what you. now, our Friday? Thank you. Um, listen, uh, Manage this with your father. Yes, I, I manage this. Will. It's I, I'm scared to tell him. <laughs> I didn't realize that this was going to be that heavy when, <laughs> when, we, when we decided to do this. But, um, and ladies and gentlemen, thanks for coming out. Big up for yourselves as well. Thank you all, man. Uh, go out, go see the movie, man. Like I said, this is my baby. I'm proud of it. It does not disappoint. It's my best hour to date. Things like this, man, I've really enjoyed simply because they're intimate and uh, it's informative. And I believe in giving information. Like I said, I love to make people better. And I think with any information that you guys can get, it can help you take better and more powerful steps in whatever direction you want to go in. I appreciate you all for listening. I appreciate you all for being here. Thank you so much. Ebro, I love you, boy. Thank you guys so much.